Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincer with MTNV Sports. So happy to be joined today by Damian Parson. He is an absolute film junkie, bro. Like, like he is that guy when it comes to figuring out who's up next, uh, when it comes to looking at the NFL draft, when it comes to Dynasty League, stuff like that. He's just an absolute beast. Big, 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 big time um, football guy. Also, very knowledgeable when it comes to fantasy. So we have him on again um, to help us out with our fantasy leagues this year. He is a contributor at Stripe Hype, also one of the leading contributors for the Dynasty Draft Room. That's a website that's coming up. You guys want to keep your eyes on that as well. Damien, how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Happy to be here joining you again, talking some football, bro. You know, I love it. Absolutely. Man, I, I looked at this week, bro, and going into this week, I had some locks, bro. I had some locks, some people who I knew for sure would do something, but there were some guys who kind of popped out of nowhere for me and surprised me a little bit. Who were the guys that surprised you this this week? Um, I, I think, you know, looking into this week, you know, for me, it was Mike Evans. You know, yeah, I know a lot of people say, well, Mike Evans is a huge name. Yes, he is. But for majority of the season, his production was inconsistent. You know, it was mostly Chris Godwin that's been feasting with with uh, Jameis Winston in that Tampa Bay uh, off led offense and, and back to back weeks. You know, the London game. I actually sat him the London game, which caused me to lose. By the way, I sat him versus Carolina in London, and Jameis Winston fed him and fed him and fed him the entire game. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I can't do this again. So I started him, and he came out with 11 catches, 198 yards receiving, and two touchdowns against a pretty good Tennessee Titans defense. That's not a bad defense over there, you know. And for me, I was worried. Well, I'm not. I don't. I never worry about Mike Evans being able to get open, being able to deliver uh, high-level production. What I worry about is the quarterback that throwing him the football. And that's James Winston, and James, you know. When he locks on, remember Deshaun Jackson had issues with him last year. When he came back, all Jameis did was he pretty much, you know, from I'm from the South. I'm from South Carolina. We call it bird dogging, but it's eyeballing. <laughs> so when you eyeball a bird dog one guy, you know, it kind of did the, the defense. You know, I play running back. My running back coach always talk, told me, he said, you line up behind the quarterback, you look straight. Do not start looking side to side. Do not start paying attention to what hole this run play is called to go through because that's bird dog. And they, the defense will see your eyes. They will know. They will shift. And it was the truth. So Jameis tends to lock on. And Jameis has too many weapons at his disposal to do that. So for me, Mike Evans yesterday was a huge shock because I didn't, I didn't, I was expecting maybe 20 to 13 fantasy points. Yeah, no, he went off. He went off for over 30, 30 plus. 11 catches, 198, and two touchdowns. Man, he was a shock for me. I'm, I'm just happy I'm sorry, though. Man, I saw your um, I saw your Grinch post. <laughs> so you started a few guys who went off yesterday. Man, yeah. was there anybody else who kind of blew up for you and you were shocked by? Uh, man, I, I, I kind of, yesterday I made some moves. And I did this a, uh, a couple weeks ago, at the beginning of the season. I benched, um, 
I can't remember who I benched him for, but I benched OBJ, and I started someone that was totally mm. not the 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 guy that you would assume that I would start him for, and he gave me OBJ laid an egg. He gave me big points. So this was a day where I was like, well, um, I, I benched. Because Joe Mixon, we all know, have been kind of just not fantasy relevant because of how putrid the Cincinnati Bengals is as an organization. Horrible, but, even. Yeah, terrible. But then you know, I look at I had Christian McCaffrey. He was my that's my that was my second. I picked second in our league. Christian McCaffrey was my guy. I actually sat him for Latavius Murray, who actually gave me thirty six points. So I ended up beating my I beat my opponent by almost a hundred points. Yesterday, mind you, I only got eight points from Jacoby Brissett at my quarterback position. So for me, it was definitely, and I, I won't even lie to you, Cooper Cup. Uh, you know, granted, the Falcons' defense is bad, but I did not see 220 yards receiving and a touchdown. He was phenomenal. Pairing him, Mike Evans, and Latavius Murray was just was just huge for me, man. Yo, big big day, man. Big day. Um. Just didn't see that from Cooper Cup going into that game against Cincy, but big day, big big day. All right, um, bro, who disappointed you this week? Like I know who. Look, and I did the same thing you did. I I set OBJ in favor of Corey Davis this week, so he mm. made my list. But yeah. who else disappointed you this week? Mm, I would say uh, I'm, I gotta go with Jacoby Brissett for me. I was expecting him. Now, granted. The Denver Broncos pass defense is not bad. It's not a bad defense at all. They rank pretty high, actually. But I was expecting him to be able to just play a play at a higher level. You know, he 15 to 25, 202 yards. He fumbled, didn't have any touchdowns. So for me, he was a disappointment. I'm just like Jacoby because I sat him for Josh Allen, who I could have got 18 points from. Granted, it turns out I didn't need any of it because. I beat my opponent so so uh, so by a large margin per se, but still, yeah. For me, I was expecting a big game from him, and and yeah, he let me down. I'm not gonna lie to you, he let me down, man. Man, I feel you on that one. Um, another name that that got me was Kenny Stills. You just, I just saw the big spot for him. I saw, yeah. you know, um, my boy was out. So I'm looking at him like, yo, this is it, bro. Will Fuller's gone. This is your spot. This is your time to shine. And though, you know, he looked at him a lot down the field, it just wasn't there, man. And it, it like, it, it really bothered me. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that one wholeheartedly. I, I think I started, did I start Kenny Stills and FanDuel? I might have, um, Trying to fit a nice little cheap option that I hope you know, kind of yep. bang for your buck type yep. of option, you know, <laughs> you know, big player bust. If I could have got a touchdown from, him. I think I started him actually. So yeah, no, I'm I'm total agreeance with you on him. Man, if he would have did anything, I could have I could have got some big money yesterday. Anyway, so um, outside of him, bro, now I'm looking towards week nine because it's coming right this is why people yep. listen to these podcasts and these type of shows because they want to know i mean you know they love to reminisce but it's time to get on <laughs> so of course of course looking at week nine bro based on that matchups who are some guaranteed producers for you man um i will say guaranteed producers man I, i'm definitely sticking with mike evans against seattle seattle is is middle of the pack in the high upper 20s when it comes down to passing you know passing defense that you know since the lob dismantled stopping the pass has been a struggle for them especially when their front four 
which Damian Clowney and company aren't getting, you know, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. So for me, I'm uh, one of my locks and the guys that I'm definitely going with is Mike Evans. Um, I'm starting Christian McCaffrey this week. There's no chance I don't start my guy. I'm starting him back in the lineup this week against Tennessee. Tennessee, like I said, Tennessee's defense is they they have a good defense. Don't get me wrong, but he is such a high volume guy. You know, I, like I said, he he played a better defense yesterday. He still cracked over 100 yards. He still had 27 fantasy points. Um, he had a touchdown and some catches. So, for me, it's definitely going to be Chris McCaffrey and, um, and Mike Evans. I will say I'm, lo- I'm actually looking at uh, Matt Ryan if he returns. Because Matt Ryan, uh, he has – they have Seattle this week. And like I said, Seattle is not uh, – you know, not Seattle. He has um. Are they on the buy? He's on the buy. So I'm trying to pick him up off waivers, actually, um, so I can have a solid quarterback. But um. But yeah. So I mean, I'm going Chris McCaffrey. I want to say Chris Carson because you know that Seattle loves to run the ball. That Tampa Bay defense, so I think, ranks third against the run. They are a you know with, with Vita Vea and uh, Nadamik and Sue in the middle of that defensive line, it is hard to move those two big horses, the two big hog mollies, man. It's hard to move those those big those big guys. So I I'm gonna stick stick with him in my lineup, but definitely I'm looking at Mike Evans and Christian McCaffrey. I will say keep an eye on Terry McLaurin in Washington. Just depends on who's playing quarterback. If it's if it's uh, Dwayne Haskins. If it's Case Keenum, uh, I know he's in the concussion protocol, but just be on the, just be on the lookout because I can see him having a solid day as well, um, which is kind of one of my sleepers this week. Dude, is, is Christian McCaffrey at that point where he is matchup proof? Almost the only <laughs> in PPR, uh, you know, again in, the, in London, he had a good day because he had the he had the touchdown catch and he had some more catches, but running the ball, like I said, Tampa Bay, Tampa is the only team that has shut him down. On the ground this season, Tampa is the only team that that you know their their offensive line could not handle that de- that defensive front, and they manhandled them, and he had no room to work. <clears throat> and so, but, for, but besides Tampa Bay, I think he is matchup proof. Him, Mike Thomas, but yeah, I mean Michael Thomas saw Patrick Peterson yesterday, and I think he was eleven for eleven for over hundred yards. He, right now, because of the routes, the the, the route combinations that that, uh, that he runs. He's not a guy that's going to beat you over the top. He's going to run a lot of in-breaking and out-breaking routes. And the timing, they're all timing. And that's why I always tell people, when I'm looking at, when I'm studying him, I'm telling my corner, you shade inside, you use your your outside hand, and you you give him a nice little nice little punch, like a nice little jab. You don't need to try and wrestle with him. You just want to throw that timing off. You want to stick inside his hip, his inside hip, so he does not cut inside on you and and then with an athlete like Patrick Peterson if he pulls that off when he goes to break outside you should be able to undercut that pass with no problem but yesterday he, he you know it was it was barbecue chicken man whoever Yo, was guarding Michael Thomas was barbecue chicken when I was looking at Patrick Peterson what what he was doing was playing off a lot and which I didn't understand because he has the speed to to beat Michael Thomas exactly. with, with no problem exactly. um but at the he same time yeah you know, maybe it was the time off, and and maybe he just hadn't like really regained his full form yet, and going up against yeah. a top probably, wide receiver. Not in football shape yet? Yeah, and and going against a top guy probably exposed him, and that's what it looked like. He got he got a little oh. bit exposed, like he wasn't quite yeah. ready yet. Just a little bit. <laughs> just he a did, little bit. Just a little bit, because he did have a pick in the game, but he did yeah. get a little bit exposed. Michael Thomas is a tough matchup, man. Absolutely. 
Yeah, all right. So going into my my week nine, I'm starting to look, and you mentioned it earlier. I'm starting to look at some waiver wire targets. Um, can you give me like four good waiver wire targets to grab in week nine? Man, um, depends on. It really depends on what league you're in. Um, you know, if you are in a ten man league, you know you're gonna see guys like Carlos Hyde out there. Um, he has a decent matchup against Jacksonville coming up. They're gonna be in Jacksonville. You know. They, they have to try and get the running game established to help the offensive line, then also to help protect Deshaun Watson from having to be Houdini back there. Like, he is probably one of the toughest guys to tackle in the pocket right now because his footwork is so it, – it's so clean, it's so smooth, and it's so explosive. People, you don't really hear that about quarterbacks in the pocket, explosive feet, when a guy can move and, and bounce and cut in the pocket – and keep his eyes downfield. That's the you know you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at some of these other guys that we've seen, Mike Vick and all those guys. The the, the runners they get out the pocket, they're running. Deshaun Watson doesn't have to. He doesn't want to run. He's going to move in the pocket and with violent feet, quick feet, shifting and sliding and cutting just so he can hit a bomb downfield and give his guys time. So I'm looking at, at uh, Carlos Hyde. Um, let's see. I would also say keep your eye out on. On Preston Williams, you know, he, he is kind of shaping up to be the top receiver, um, bat, kind of battling with Devontae Parker, but definitely keep your eyes on him because, you know, for one thing we know about Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a gunslinger. He's going to take chances. He's going to push the ball downfield. And, I mean, to be honest, that's kind of what you want when you have have some of these big body long uh, receivers out there. So, uh, you know, definitely him. Michael Gallup, I'm telling you right now, Michael Gallup, um, going into, I think next week they'll be playing, facing off with the Giants on Monday Night Football. The Giants secondary right now is pretty bad. They, they, you know, they got some young guys. You know, Janoa Jenkins, the, the elder statesman, but when you look at, the, you know, DeAndre Baker and those young rookies, and right now, with them not getting a, a consistent pass rush, I truly believe Michael Gallup can can definitely break the game wide open. Uh, of course, you know, having Amari Cooper, I think he will see Janoris Jenkins, which means you may get Michael Gallup on DeAndre Baker. And I'm taking that matchup all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm just being honest about it. That's, that's what I'm going with. Um, I'm also looking at Deontay Johnson, you know, um, from Pittsburgh. Now, granted, I think Mason Rudolph is back. So, you know, hopefully he can kind of get something going. But Deontay Johnson is, and I'm not, this is not hyperbole, ladies and gentlemen. He's the best route runner on the Pittsburgh Steelers. He gets the most separation. He is the guy that is going to be able, he can beat man coverage. That's not Juju's strength. That's not James Washington's strength. That is Deontay Johnson's strength. And he plays, he moves around the slot. He moves around a lot. I can see him as a guy that they continue to feature. And I'm just saying, for Dynasty Alert, keep him in your lineup. Keep him on your roster because he can become a vital part. Especially if Big Ben come, does come back next year, he will be a vital part of that offense next season. But Deontay Johnson is somebody I definitely, like I said, if you're in Dynasty, um, definitely keep your eyes on him. And I think my last guy, um, receiver-wise, I want, I want to stick with um young guy. He had a good game yesterday, too. Darius Slayton. He's becoming a big play threat with Danny Dimes over there in New York. He is becoming a big play threat, and, and, and you know he has the size, he has the frame to go up and get the football, but he has the speed to beat you deep. And I think that's one of the biggest things you got to worry about because they got guys that can go underneath 
slot machine, Golden Tate. Of course, Saquon Barkley. But I'm just saying, Saquon Barkley, everyone game gets going, and they start play-actioning, hey, you just got to make sure you keep that young man slating. Just keep him underneath. You don't want him to get loose deep. Yo, those are, those are some good names. I like Slayton. Um, and, and we've been hearing a little bit about him. And honestly, if people had been listening before, he would already be rostered. And they would have benefited from what happened this week. Very true. All right. Now, we were talking prior to, you know, prior to this interview. Um, and we generally, at this point, we go into trade wins, right? And talking about, yep. you know, which type of trades to make. But... We have a special guest on, somebody who knows a ton about what's coming in 2020 as far as um, Devi players, as far as um, Dynasty Leagues, and as far as the rookies who are going to be drafted coming in. I want to take advantage of that. I want to talk to you about this rookie class of 2020, which you've told me that could possibly rival that class of 2017. So, Yes, sir. Um, we're going to talk about that right after the break. Guys, we'll take a really small break, and right after this, we'll come back. We'll talk about the running back class of 2020, and then we'll hop into our signature game, Trust Fall. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. All right, what's up with it? This is May May, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked, babe. All right, guys, we are back. We're here with Damian Parsons. He has been phenomenal so far, breaking down um, our first week. Um, I'm sorry, breaking down last week and what happened um, and, and just kind of giving us a look ahead to week nine and who we should grab on a waiver wire, who are some guaranteed producers. Now we're going to hop into a real look ahead into the future to see what this 2020 running back class will look like. Damien, talk to me, man. You said this class could rival 2017. We know there were some big names there. Kamara, um, <laughs> I mean, just Hunt. There's just so many names in that class. Who's coming up in this class, and how in the world are they going to rival the talent that was in that class? Listen, one thing, you know, everybody that knows me knows that I, I played running back in high school. That is my favorite position to scout and to watch. And I, I'm just running off the the first five right now, you know, that we have ranked, uh, at, you know, cur- you know, currently via the Dynasty Draft Room, DeAndre Swift from Georgia, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, Travis Etienne from Clemson, J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State, Chuba Hubbard, the track star from Canada with the, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, Cam Akers from Florida State, just to name a few, and probably one guy that I'm telling you right now, you don't see many big guys that are 6'2", 230, that could actually run a good curl route, a good slant or drag route, who could actually run some solid routes and catch the football. Najee Harris from Alabama. When I look at this running back class, man, it's so talented and it's so deep. I didn't even get into guys like Zach Moss, Eno Benjamin, Anthony McFarlane, Keyshawn Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt, you know, Trey Sermon, A.J. Dillon. There's so many guys, man. And, and one thing about it, that that's what made that 2017 class so special. You know, if I, if I could do like a comparison almost, when I look at the, the skill set of – or close to skill set of, of Christian McCaffrey, I look at someone like a DeAndre Swift, explosive, powerful. Christian McCaffrey came in 205 pounds. I saw him in training camp. Um, his first two years, 
he def he has definitely hit the weights and has grown since he entered the league. Uh, but he he wasn't the most powerful guy, and even now he's not the most powerful guy. Once he gets a once he's like a locomotive. Once he gets that that head of steam going, he definitely can can lay some lumber to you. But DeAndre Swift already has that power. He's five nine, two fifteen. I expect him to be a four four type of guy, similar to McCaffrey as well. But he also catches the football out of the backfield, um, and I, I think he can you can use him in the slot, line him up out wide, get him matched up on safeties and linebackers to make him a dual a dual threat running back, especially in PPR. You're gonna love him, Jonathan Taylor. 5'11", 215, a monster when it comes down to running between the tackles. But do not allow the power to fool you. He has the speed to take it deep. I call it the get-up-and-go juice. He has that that juice that when he gets an open field, he will separate from you. Um, when I look at Travis Etienne, 5'11", 200 pounds, he is definitely – the one thing about him, he has to get better catching the football because I think if he learns how to catch the football consistently – He's going to be an absolute problem. When you talk about speed, he breaks He breaks so many runs, and he, he's patient. Same thing with Chuba Hubbard. Both of those guys, I call them angle beaters, where you've you you know you, you've seen it, where the safety's coming over the top, and he's like, okay, I got this guy. And he just casually walks right by the safety, like it's just Sunday morning, and he's going to get the paper. That's what he's doing. That's easy speed. That's what that's what Travis Etienne and Chuba Hubbard had. They had that easy speed, but they had that power. And one of my favorites, man, I, I, I want to throw out a name. I, every time I see him play, he reminds me so much of this guy, Maurice Jones-Drew of NFL Network. We all know who MJD is. He played for the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and, and he was a you know, a powerful runner with speed. I believe he ran a 4-4, maybe 4-3 at the 40 in the combine when he came into the league. But, you know, he was short, stout, low to the ground. He could catch the football. All the same things that J.K. Dobbins can do, they run angry. I call it the little man complex. I'm short, too. So when you're short and you're overlooked, you you you, you play with a different chip because people look at you like, oh, he's not the, he, he's muscular, but he's short, man. You know, I, I, we can handle this little guy. You know, they love to use that term for a short for a short guy, little guy. But it's that little man complex. And then they see you, they're going to lay the lumber to you. They're going to give you that shoulder pad early on so they can set the tone and say, hey, I'm here all four quarters. Remember me. So with those guys, that's like I said, that's just six or seven guys. But we're not like I said, we go deeper into this draft. Powerful guys. So you know, guys that Larry Roundtree from from Missouri. You know, um, when I when I'm looking at uh, the Michael P. Ryan from Florida, there's so many running backs in this class that. It's hard right now. It's hard if you're a GM and you see Melvin Gordon trying to come into free agency. They're like, do I pay top dollar for him or do I draft one of these young guys that I can mold into my own image as my star back for the next five to six years? Wow, I love that, bro. Um, and a lot of those names, a lot of people recognize. Some of them, they won't recognize. And if you don't recognize the name, then what I suggest you do is go check out the footage. Go check out the tape. Go straight to the highlights and see if you agree with what's going on. But I'm telling you, my man's legit, bro. So if Damien gives them um, the nod, I believe it. Most definitely. One, other, one power back to look out for, I think he has a game this Friday night. Um, running back from Cincy, Michael Warren, 5'11", 220, a powerful back, got good contact balance, stays on his feet, keeps his legs driving, but he can also hit the big run, and he can catch the football out of the backfield. So keep an eye out on him as well. Absolutely. 
Yo, let's let's hop into our next thing. It's called Trust Fall, and um, you know how it go. So I'm gonna give you some names. I'm gonna give you that matchup. Um, put them in a situation for you, whether 12 team or 10 team. Tell you if it's PPR or not, and just ask you how would you handle them this week. You have three um three options. They say red light, which means you wouldn't start them this week. Yellow light, which means you're starting with caution, and then a green light, which means you're starting with confidence. You ready, Rob? All right, let's do it. Here we go. First guy up would be freshly traded running back King and Drake. He is now um in and with all the situations that's happening in Arizona, he's the lead back, I guess. Um for yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> he is, I guess he just walks into that role. Zach Zinner is not the guy. So with Drake going into um Car- uh, Carolina, I'm sorry, not Carolina, the Cardinals of Arizona as the lead back, they're facing San Francisco this week. You're in a 12-team league, PPR. How do you handle Drake? Red light, yellow light, green light? I say yellow light. Uh, he's a talented back, explosive. I actually did some film cut up on him during the offseason, and I posted it to Twitter because I felt one thing I, I said was that I wish Miami used him more and got away from the the, the kind of committee look use this young this young cat uh but when i uh, i'm starting with caution he's just getting into the new team has to learn the scheme a little bit for it with cliff and kyle get that chemistry especially with the rpos and the mesh points that he'll have to do with uh kyle murray and the read options he has to learn and get comfortable with him knowing when he's going to take it when uh kyle is going to pull it things like that so he has to learn that but you know in this offense you know that they're going to throw the ball. And one thing I do like about Kenyon Drake, you can push him out wide and get him matched up on the linebacker. And, and they play a lot of zone. So if it's PPR, like I said, if it's PPR, I think you start him with caution. You know, it's it's kind of a situation that if, if he is, like if you got somebody on a bye and you're like, man, I just picked him up off of waivers, I say you go for it. You swing big, you go home, you know, go big or go home. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think this game could be, a little high, a little bit more scoring than people expect. Um, you know, just to, of course depends on the old line. But I'm starting with caution. I'm starting with caution. Learn a new scheme, learn learn a new scheme, and learn a new uh, a new team as well. And of course, going up against a good defense. I'm starting. I'll starting with caution in my flex. All right. So this week, um, now that King is gone, Drake is out. Right. Mark mm-hmm. Walton seems to be the guy in Miami. Next week, he has a matchup against the New York Jets. 12 team, non PPR. How you handling Mark Walton next week? Red light, yellow Red light, green light. light. Red light. I do not trust this matchup at all. Granted, the Jets did just make an idiotic move, in my opinion, by trading away their best D lineman in Leonard Williams. But Quinny and Williams is. He's a game. He's a, he's going to become a game wrecker more and more as because he's still young. You know, he's still young and impressionable. And, he, I, and for me, you know, seeing him, in, I don't believe he's fully grew into what they call his grown man body yet. So this kid still has a lot, to, a lot of growth, a lot of room to grow. So I think he can kind of be that guy that blows up the middle of the um, of the offense of line. So I'm stop, I'm, I'm stopping them. I'm red lighting them. I, I don't trust it. I'm not a big Mark Walton guy myself. And Miami just is not really anything to hold your hat on right now. And I understand that 100%. Um, and I, I kind of don't trust him either. But, um, I mean, that that's why I'm asking. I really don't know what to do with this guy, man. I don't know. Plus they like they, for some reason, and I'm not – 
I like the skill set coming out of Arizona State. I'm not a big Kalen Balaj guy, but if he's healthy, they like to rotate him in as well. And like I said, non-PPR, if they do get in the red zone, I think Kalen Balaj is the, becomes a goal line back because he's about 225, big, powerful guy. Yeah, they're hailing him as, as he's so he's a plotting type of guy. So I don't think yeah. you know he's gonna be their main guy. But yeah, we'll see how they handle him moving forward. I mean, we'll see if Mark Walton really is the guy. We saw Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson this week. Um, given the feature role, didn't really blow up or do anything. So we'll see how Mark handles that role. Yes, sir. All right, now here's my next one. We mentioned this, right? We talked a little bit about Kenny Stills. You know he has that spot now. Will Fuller's gone this week. He disappointed a ton of people. But <laughs> next week, <laughs> he's going up against Jacksonville. It's a four, You're in a 14-team league. It's a PPR situation. How do you foresee handling Kenny Stills next week? Red light, yellow light, or green light? I'm going green light. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting him with confidence. Like you said, you know, with... Um, with Will Fuller down, and I saw reports that Kiki QT is in the doghouse of Bill O'Brien, who, I, if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson, Bill O'Brien would be and should be fired. But I think Kenny says, you know for a fact, A.J. Bouye, who is now the number one corner with Jalen Ramsey in uh, L.A. with the Rams, A.J. Bouye is definitely going to have to travel and follow DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not even sure who the next corner is, to be completely honest with you. And not the top of my head, at least. And so I believe Kenny Stills should get those looks, those one-on-one matchups. And like I said, they can run the ball, you know, get some some RPO and some read option going, get those linebackers to step up, safeties to make that false step with the speed that Kenny Stills has. He's a boomer bust type of guy, but I'm definitely starting him. I think they try and call some plays for him because right now, I mean, Deshaun Watson's in the MVP race solely because he is doing it all for this offense. Without him, there's, they have nothing, and they're gonna. He's gonna have to throw the ball to somebody, and I don't believe. Like I said, I believe he'll be able to get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, but I think that he'll. You know, think about Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and, and, and Peyton Manning. They find a mismatch. I think they, if they use Kenny Stills the right way, he could become a mismatch and be a, have, have a pretty big game. So I'm, I'm giving him the green light. Okay, love it. All right, for this last one, I'm gonna basically throw out some colors. You pick one. And based on that, I'm going to give you the matchup. You ready? Okay. Here we go. We have blue, orange, or red? Blue. Blue. All right. My guy, Sony Michelle. <laughs> Sony Michelle. He plays Buffalo next week. You're in a 10-team PPR league. How are you handling Sony Michelle versus Buffalo next week? Red light, yellow light, or green light? That game is... I think that game is on the road. No, that game's at home, I believe, because they played Buffalo in Buffalo earlier. Um, the Patriots did. I would say... I'm, I'm, man. I say start with caution. I'm starting with caution. Um, I think with him, they're going to try to run the ball right now. Um, offensive line is... You know, they... Tom Brady's taking too many hits this season as it is. Um, and that's not like a Patriot-led offense. You know, getting the ball out quick, 
and everything. Even last year, they were able to pound the ball and run the ball on any and everybody. It didn't matter who it was. Chicago Bears, didn't matter. They were able to find success. They have to get that running game going because what's going to happen? Yo, it's going to get cold. So that's that's my bad. That's against Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Oh, ba- it's, oh, yeah. It's Baltimore. It's Baltimore. My bad. Oh, that's... Baltimore's run game has been a little leaky, to be completely honest. You know, we saw Nick Chubb slice and dice them. Um, we saw Chris Carson have a lot of su- good success. Uh, they just didn't keep feeding him. Um, I think that they, I think they're going to need it. Like I said, to keep that defense honest, you know, just in case they try to send pressure at Brady and, and go after that leaky error. Um, I think they're going to have to run the ball. So I'm still, even with Baltimore, I'm saying start him with caution. Uh, only reason why, because I think if, if it's if it's a fair weather game, not like how we saw uh, yesterday where it's raining and sloppy. If it's a fair weather game, I could see Tom Brady and that offense coming out hitting them with no huddles putting James White all over the place and having him be the guy. So I say you start him with caution, especially if they get in the red zone, because he's probably going to, you know, what he did against the Jets. I think he had three touchdowns. Um, so I think he's uh, he's the guy that you start with caution. Love it. Yo, thank you so much for joining us, Damien. I truly, truly appreciate it. You know what we're, the deal is here, man. Every week we're just trying to help people not suck at fantasy football. And, you know, for some people it's been a challenge this season. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yep. but we are constantly here to help, man. Um, please tell us where we can find you on Twitter and where we can find all the stuff that you contribute to. Oh, man. You can find me on Twitter, DP underscore NFL on Twitter. Um, of course, like I said, the Dynasty Draft Room. Um, the You know, you can find this on Twitter, Dynasty Draft Room. That's where me, Zach, Puch- Zach Petra. Ryan Searfoss, Aaron Shield, the rest of the crew, Chris Nelson, all those guys. Um, and, of course, for Stripe Hype, for fan-sided, I do cover the Cincinnati Bengals. I do have a piece coming out, so look on, look out for that. Is it time to see uh, Ryan Finley? Is it time to see Finley? And is it time to bench Andy Dalton? So be on the lookout for that. Yo, that's a really good question. I would love to get into that um, in the future. And because with A.J. Green coming back, you know that really raises the stage for Dalton. So we'll be yeah. definitely looking out for that article. Um, and, and look, just um, FYI, I'm on Dalton's side as long as A.J. Green's coming back. <laughs> but, hey. Either way, <laughs> we'll look out for that article, man. Thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Hey, guys, thank you. If you're listening to this on um, Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. If you have any fantasy questions, please feel free. For this week, you heard his Twitter name. You heard exactly where you can find him on Twitter. Send all your Twitter, send all your fantasy questions to him this week. I'm pretty sure he'll be glad to to um, chime in on what's going on with you. Um, if, if you can't reach him, you know where we are, at MTNV Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow us and find us, and we got something for you every single time. We love you. We thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to this podcast, once again, leave that five-star rating. We need that. We need yes, that. Sir. All right. We love you. God bless. I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'm going to make a toast because we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac, I shoot a shot, I'm coming in hot. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? 
awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com.